Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me, babies. I'm back. I had to take last night off to deal with a little personal emergency, and I want to give a shout out and a thank you to my boys who kept the wheels turning on the AK truck or the AK Speedster or whatever vehicle you want to use. I'm a small SUV gal because I got to have something to haul my my, uh, my doggies around, my canine children. Anyway, I'm glad to be in here with you guys. Thanks to Brian Maloney for uh, carrying the show with me last night. Thanks to my brother here I'll introduce in a moment. Thanks to you guys for being great friends of the show and uh, tuning in, regardless who's sitting in my chair tonight. But I am back, and what a night for me to be back, babies. <laughs> hump day! But it's not just any hump day. Man, it's the hump day post the red wave, okay? Or is it? Do we really have reason to be completely optimistic? What are the takeaways from this? Who are the winners and losers from last night? We're going to get into all of that tonight, but I would love to hear from you and get your perspective. 888-344-1170. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. You can email me at andreakshow.com. I get lots of emails there from people with show ideas and book ideas and just all kinds of feedback. So uh, do feel free to email me there. 888 888- 344-1170. Congressman Andy Biggs is scheduled to be on the show tonight after the first break. I'm curious to hear his perspective on it as a member of the House, because Nancy Pelosi, man, she, she was hang jaw today, as we say in the South. That jaw was hung down to the ground. She was so sad. And they asked her about it. What do you think about last night? She's like, oh, I'm just so sad. Because, I mean, of course, they're also perplexed, right? Because, I, I mean, who would have thought that accusing parents who are concerned and speak up at school board meetings, accusing them as domestic terrorists and arresting a dude whose daughter's rape was covered up by the school board, who would have thought that that's not a winning strategy to get out the votes? I mean, so it's a head scratcher. So she's confused. She's sad about it. But here's the good news. I think they're going to continue with this strategy. And you know what? You go, girl. You just continue with this all the way into 2022. All right. uh, Just a little preview of uh, where I'm at tonight. Before I go any further, got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. I think they might have left DJ 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 Potato Skins off the manifesto, but it'll be back. Winning, winning, winning. Yeah, I'm enjoying the winning. I could do with a lot more winning, Andrea. Well, unfortunately, we're going to get into Virginia, but there is breaking news. CNN is uh, projecting that Democrat governor of New Jersey will win re-election. Here, uh, here's all I'm going to say about that for right now, because I want to still want to talk about Virginia and other successes we had last night. Uh, the takeaway from last night in Virginia should not be that we don't have anything to worry about with election integrity. That should not be the takeaway. Okay, we don't want any more sweeping things under the rug and that see if everybody just turns out we, you know, can deal with um, all of these shenanigans that happened with the Democrats from uh, Zuckerberg putting four hundred million dollars in for and mail in ballots and uh, everything that went on with the absentee ballots and, and cook deals that were cooked up between Kemp and Stacey Abrams and all the illegal ballots. We had 50,000 illegal ballots that were counted in Arizona. So, you know, New Jersey may go to a recount, but if they're going to recount illegal ballots, it doesn't help us. They're just going to continue to be added. We have an election integrity problem in New Jersey at 3 a.m. They stopped counting the votes. They took a pause. Pause usually ends with a flip, right? They took a pause. 
At the point they took the pause, Chitterella was up by somewhere around 1,100, 1,200 votes. And when they resumed, suddenly the Democrat was ahead. And he's Whoa, been ahead I, that ever seems since. familiar. I know, right? And I'm sure it's just a coinky-dinky. I'm sure it's nothing at all to do like Atlanta or Michigan or Wisconsin and any of the battleground states where it happened in uh, November, right? Last November, right? Um, at one point, with 100% of precincts reporting, Chitterella was in the lead and Murphy was behind and somehow it flipped. So I don't know what went on in New Jersey, but what I'm telling you is, and we've got a story to tell you guys later going on in Florida uh, with DeSantis, um, we must deal with election integrity. There was no excuse for COVID to be used to usher in uh, the the fraudulent means. We've, we've already had ballot harvesting. We already had all this crap going on with absentee ballots. We already have these machines that can be hacked into. And then we introduced mail-in ballots where dead people are getting mail-in ballots and people reporting multiple ballots in their home. This must be stopped, right? Uh, there were reports today we wouldn't even hear the result from New Jersey for possibly for weeks. And not even counting a recount just because, you know, we got to deal with all these mail-in ballots. We need to go back to election day. You show up in person. If the only people who get an absentee ballot are military. And that's it. You know, right? voting is a privilege. It's not a right. So you just get to come at your leisure and just coordinate it. And, oh, gee, you know what? I like to eat at Taco Bell. So can you make Taco Bell a polling place for me, please? Because I go to Taco Bell a lot. No. That's insane. Okay, so got to get back to last night. I wasn't here last night for the show with you and, and Brian Maloney. Um, so I'm curious to get your perspective, DJ Potato Skins. I think it's, uh, you know, I agree with you. It, it's definitely something that I was surprised about. Brian and I both talked about it on the air. We were optimistic seeing the numbers come in last night, but we saw that in 2020. We saw Donald Trump winning all six of these battleground states go to bed and they all were magically flipped. And we really thought that's what was going to happen last night. And so to be able to have this victory, yes, it's a good thing, but I like what you opened the show with. This does not mean, hey, look, see, it's turnout. That's the solution. No, that's not how we fix elections and the integrity that they're supposed to have. Right. There was a lot of great news inside of what happened last night. The takeaway cannot be, okay, work over. We're done now. We're going to coast and take back everything in 2022 and all is going to be good. This is just day one of the fight, right? This is this is where this is where we begin to take our country. Back. As I text you earlier, it's a small victory. It's a small victory, but it's a start. And part of what there's all this conversation about Virginia and and absolutely it's an important story, right? Because uh, some some details in case you guys didn't know, uh, there was a 15 point swing in some demographics. Biden, well, basically in all the votes, Biden won that state, if you if you say that it was a, a fair election, in November, by 10 points. Youngkin wins it by, what, two or three? That's a 13-point lead. Youngkin won the Hispanic vote by nine points. He won 54% of Hispanics. So what, what are some of the takeaways in terms of winners and losers, specifically to Virginia? First of all, uh, to me... Well, a winner, a winner across the board in Virginia as well as beyond, because one of the things that uh, Virginia all eyes on that because it's a state, it's a state that bumps up against D.C. 
uh, so much of Pennsylvania in the midterm elections during the Trump administration. We lost a whole lot of, you know, states, House, you know, legislative seats over there. Basically, the Republicans just gave up uh, Virginia in in some ways. Um, We now, I believe, one of the things that happened in Virginia is all the um, local seats that we took back. Last night was a red wave in local elections. Right. And that's really important because one of the takeaways from November of 2020 was that if we want to take our country back and if we want to take our Republican Party back, we need to ignore the Mitch McConnell's. We need to ignore the Kevin McCarthy's. We need to get involved, run for office at the local level and play in 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 um, seats like uh, local houses, state legislatures, DA's offices, comptroller offices mayoral offices the mayor of rochester flipped from democrat long island and upstate new york had tremendous wins at all these little local you know offices in suffolk county and nassau county and let me tell you if you look back and think about the impact of what happened to you some of the worst impact from coronavirus and the government overreach really wasn't about fauci it was at the local level it was your county supervisors it was your sheriffs it was your DAs that were prosecuting and threatening businesses uh, who decided to stay open. So it, we actually had a tremendous win here. Uh, Laura Lothian and La Mesa won with like 60-something percent of the votes. And she ran against this mileage tax. So um, one of the main winners of this was uh, at the local election, that this is the beginning of – Citizens, this is not just about the parents in Virginia who spoke up. Yes, they were a critical part of that win in Virginia. But but just like those parents in Virginia, we had average Americans across this country exercising their rights, speaking up and protesting just like those parents and doing it in the form of running for office. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about uh, all the election results and winners and losers. And uh, we're going to get a, the unique perspective of my favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, who's going to be here. I'm wondering if he was chuckling today when Nancy Pelosi was all sad sack, hang jawed, all sad about what happened in Virginia. And now everybody's asking the question, what happens to her agenda in the House, as well as Joe Biden's going forward and the agenda of the GOP? Stay tuned. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Everybody is relishing in the yummy, delicious victories that happened last night, and not just in Virginia, but across the country and a lot of local races. And local is where it's at in a lot of cases. Of course, we want our Congress people to do their jobs in the House of Representatives and the Senate, and that's absolutely critical to us, which is why I have Congressman Andy Biggs on a regular basis. But let's not forget the impact of the local races. Um, so I'm glad to have you on the show tonight, Congressman Biggs, and get your take on what happened last night. Welcome back. Hey, Andrea, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It was a big, huge night last night, that's for sure. Okay, so I was thinking of you this morning when I saw everybody following Nancy Pelosi in the halls of Congress. Oh, Nancy, what, what do you think about Virginia last night? She's <laughs> like, oh, I'm just so sad. I'm just so sad. Well, she should be sad because is this not, I was opening the show with winners and losers. I think a big, fat loser is their big, fat spending plan. Am I wrong? 
Well, it should be a big loser. Um, it, 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 I think this is all connected to that um, in, in a way. I mean, you got CRT and all this other stuff, but this this big, huge plan um, and the bad policies of Biden, they're all wrapped into this thing. But the problem is, of course, um, is Nancy Pelosi and the progressives in Congress are now going to double down on that. I really believe they're going to double down. There's no humility. There's no self-reflection. It's just we're gonna we're gonna shove this down the throats of the American people if we can. That's what that's where they are. Well, and I agree. And in fact, I was saying at the open of the show when I was talking about Nancy Pelosi, she was all sad and they're all scratching their heads. And you see all these crazy liberals on these news outlets that are doubling down on the insanity that what that they thought was a winning campaign strategy in Virginia and across the country of, oh, let's call parents who speak up, you know, at school board meetings, domestic terrorists and unleash the federal government against them and and arrest a dude whose daughter's rape was covered up. I mean, they 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 and, and they're not going to back off of that they are they are going to double down on pushing crt and that anybody who's against it is a racist and deserves to be thrown in you know lumped in with the january 6 people um joe biden backed off and says that it's not true that they're going to pay four hundred fifty thousand dollars uh, per person for families that were separated but they're going to continue to keep the borders open um they're doing nothing uh, but continuing to plan to spend which will keep inflation going up and up and up they're Dem- democrats never back off from what their agenda is and you're right they don't have humility what they do have is a determination to enforce their Marxist agenda on us. So what's the Republican Party going to do? Well, the Republican Party is is going to continue to try to slow them down in Congress so that the national level um, uh, will we'll throw some speed sticks down. I, I, I don't get enough support from a lot of my, my friends uh, mm-hmm. in Congress, but, but we're, you know, the Freedom Caucus, myself, we're going to keep pushing back as hard as we can. And I, I do think, and I hope this gives uh, some of our uh, 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 other folks, uh, some courage to stand up with us and continue to fight. And, and that's at that level. But we also have to continue uh, at the local level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were you were talking about this. This, this country uh, is messed up from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, Congress can't give all the answers for right. sure. Uh, we can stop some of the big garbage, but we need people. And we saw that around the country. I don't know if you if you tracked some of this, but school boards around the country going red for the first time, mayors, yeah. city councils going red throughout the country. Mm-hmm. It's it's an it's an incredible wave, and I call it the fires of freedom. You know, like Samuel Adams said, if we keep winning enough fires of freedom, we may look like we're in the minority, but soon that irate minority will overtake the majority and, and bring them to heel. And that's, that's where it is. And, and I was, I was extraordinarily pumped last night and, and this morning as well. Well, I absolutely agree with you. I think one of the takeaways needs to be that we can, so many establishment Republicans don't want to deal with the cultural uh, issues of the day. They're scared they're going to be called racist or misogynistic or bigoted or or whatever. And so that's one of the reasons why the schools have been taken over and or the extent that they are. Um, but now, but there is a blueprint now, and you can see that that there that you can we can win these arguments because we are on the right side of these arguments. Whether it is CRT, whether it's recruiting uh, children into transgenderism in our schools and shoving pornography on children in our schools, whether it's also part of the cultural Marxist 
thing about defunding the police. That went down in flames, this plan in Minneapolis to replace the police department with some social services division. Uh, We saw that we can win when we push back against these cultural Marxist agenda items going on in this in this country. It took courage. And um, I, I think there's also another takeaway that we are the party of true diversity. Look, look what happened in Virginia, oh, yeah. right? Um, Winsome yeah. Sears. Oh, my gosh. Talk about the poster woman for America. Is this her father was Jamaican and um, she's former Marine, I think it was, and Second Amendment gal. And then she wins lieutenant governor. And I think the AG in Virginia is a minority as well. Um, so there's and there are examples of people getting involved at the local level. We have much to cheer about, but we also have to recognize Congressman Andy Biggs that we still got they are going to double down and we've got to fight. Um, one of the cultural Marxist things that uh, that we went on yesterday also involved these mandates. An area that people spoke up about in the schools and beyond, and were pushing back against were the mac- the masks and these shot mandates. And um, the Republican Party needs to realize that they have a mandate now in Congress uh, to push back against all of these items. I think the Senate is going to, I read somewhere, the Senate today is going to push back. They're going to seek to Mm -hmm. stop Biden's vax mandate. What what are you guys going to do in the House? Well, so uh, as you know, I've already introduced legislation um, and a couple of my other colleagues have introduced legislation as well. So we're going to have to keep pushing on that legislation. It's going to be difficult to get through. The Senate's going to stop that. Uh, I, I hope. I hope they're. They're. I don't want to get to the weeds because it's a procedural technique that they're using. Um, uh, Senator Braun is using and leading on. That's fantastic. I mean, there, there's a potential to, to get something done there. But I, I want to touch. I, I mean, so we'll continue the fight. Mm-hmm. But the the key is what you just said. I cannot emphasize how true it is. Uh, I used to do international work for for an organization at at the United Nations and other international institutions, I will tell you, the left never sleeps. And and we would get a victory and, you know, being conservative, <laughs> we'd go out to eat that night and celebrate, come back the next day, language would be back in to do even worse than they, we had won on the night before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't want anybody to get, to get too high because we're going to be facing an onslaught here for the next uh, a year uh, to the next election. And we have got to continue to push and fight and everything you said about the, whether it's the culture wars and they will, they will paint, they're already painting, they're painting, uh, Winsome Sears as, as some kind of racist because, because why? <laughs> because she's a conservative Republican. Yeah. She's the yeah. white nationalist now, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, and they will, they will tar and feather you if they can, because they're authoritarians. The left are authoritarians. They want yes. control and they want to make sure you comply and not just comply. They want you to bend the knee and, mm-hmm. and pay homage to what they want. So I, I just we tremendous victory. We're going to have a lot more tremendous victories as we continue to fight. But that's the key is we can't let up for one minute because I can tell you Nancy Pelosi was mm-hmm. back out there today trying to find a way 
to jack the numbers back up and expand mm-hmm. the, the bad policies in these bills today. Right. And that's that's where we are. We, we cannot ever give up for a minute. No. And we also have to recognize that they will seek to they're looking at Virginia. My message to to Republicans is that, you know, this is not the takeaway from Virginia is not. Oh, look, we now don't have to do anything about election mm-hmm. integrity um, because, look, a Republican won there and also Republicans won across the country in local elections. We still have an issue there. And we also have to recognize that they're sitting probably right now around a table somewhere thinking about how can we push H.R. 1 through? How are we going to get sent these elections centralized so that we never have another night like this again? No, you're you're 100 percent right. I mean, uh, uh, we'll go two or three weeks without them mentioning H.R. 1. But then all of a sudden, uh, like today, uh, they got to get H.R. 1. They got to get H.R. 4. They got to get this through. They got to kill the filibuster rule in the Senate in order to get those through. Um, and, and that's what I mean. They, they, they will always come back to try to find a, a way, a nefarious way, uh, uh, if necessary, to try to advance this. It's, it, it is, you said cultural Marxism. You're exactly right. This is, a, this is their version of, of the proletarian revolution. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a top-down revolution, uh, and it is going to be driven by these left-wing political types. And, you know, I am so happy that we won last night. I was, you know, I get up, but I just can't get up too high because I right. know that today we got to get back and fight tomorrow, tonight. It, it's just a constant vigilance, constant work, constant truth telling, constantly exposing them for what they are and constantly reminding people of what it's like to be free. And our message will resonate and we'll win. We'll, we'll continue to win because people want freedom. You saw it in Loudoun County, for Pete's sake, a liberal county in Virginia. They voted for Youngkin. They yeah. went to Youngkin. And right. that's because he said that we're going to get parents back in charge in education. And that's, that is a message that every parent wants to hear. They want to know that they have a role and it, they will be respected as a parent of a child they love and care about. Right. I, for me, uh, you know, and I, I said this on Newsmax this morning, and I felt like that didn't really resonate with them because everybody's looking at these articles and going, oh, it was all about schools last night. Well, was it really about schools or is that really a symptom of what the underlying problem was? Where McAuliffe mm-hmm. really went off the rails was when he said parents aren't going to have a right to say what happens in their schools. That's a that's an individual liberty issue right there. A parent should have the right as an individual to decide what's going on with their child. I should have a right as an individual, whether or not I want to have a substance injected at me, which, and we've got a story coming up. The CDC has changed the definition of a vaccine. These are not vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Um, I should have the right. That's an individual Liberty decision for me. If I'm a business owner, I should have a right when there's a virus going on as to what to do. Am I going to be open and how I'm going to operate my business? If I'm a landlord, I should have the right to demand that somebody that signed a contract with me pay me rent. And just because Fauci wants to, you know, say that everybody needs to be locked in and and take their jobs away, doesn't mean now as a landlord that I don't have the right to, to expect somebody to honor a contract. If you look at all the issues going on today, uh, it's, it's really about, the Democrats wanting a centralized system of power. They want to control every aspect of our lives. That's really ultimately what was on the ballot last night. An individual liberty won. But but it's just the first battle in a long war ahead. And I think you're right. We need to be energized and excited, but we need to be energized for the fight, not think that, that we've won the war. Wrap us up, Congressman Biggs. And don't, do you yeah. have an update on the border that you wanted to share with us? Something happened in there? Or am I wrong? Oh, no, no, no. There's there's so much happening there. Just just uh, you know, uh, I, I would say that 
that you see ICE is actually expanding again, and uh, they're they're basically stopping enforcement whatsoever. They're they're trying to implement de facto amnesty. Everybody needs to be aware of that. And when that happens, you're going to see uh, continued incentives to come. But you know, I couldn't have said better what you just said. That uh, this the referendum last night was about. Um, uh, do you want a centralized government, a, a national government as opposed to a federalist system, or do you want a government that represent, uh, 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 will defend your rights, recognizes and defends your rights as an individual, um, your rights as a family, uh, to fulfill the measure of the creation that God made you have? That's that's what it was about. And you're exactly right. Thank you. And I would add into that our economic freedoms. And, you know, the left has the mindset that our money is, you know, not our personal property and that the government has a right to it. And it's just about deciding from one day to the next how much of it they want to take from us. That's an individual liberty issue as well. And so, um, you know, uh, when uh, I'm shocked that it was as close as it was in New Jersey, when they're fourth, uh, you know, have the highest property taxes in the nation, fourth in the country in unemployment, who are these Democrats still voting for this when we're $5 a gallon of gas out here and inflation? I mean, Mm. I I can't fathom why Democrats continue to vote Democrat, but we've got a movement away from that. And we need to be encouraged from last night, but recognize what Congressman Big said, that the fight is just beginning and stay in it. And I thank you so much for always being good to me and coming on my show and for what you do for freedom. Well, thank you for what you do too. Let's, would you, I know I'll keep fighting. I know you'll keep fighting. Let's, we just get, get some more folks, uh, some more foot soldiers with us to keep fighting this battle and that's, we'll win. That's we'll right. Win. Thank you so much, Congressman Biggs. Hey, thank you. All right. Now y'all stay tuned. Cause uh, yeah, we got some coronavirus update uh, updates for you guys, or at least the, the, for the vaccinations, they've changed the definition of what a vax is. Stay tuned. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Last night was clearly a repudiation of all things Marxist. From um, the Marxist economic plan on the part of the left to um, the, uh, you know, everything that we already talked about with Congressman Biggs in particular. It didn't get as much play as it should have. But when you look at um, all the races across the country that took place, and even including Virginia, so much of it had to do with these mandates involving masks and then um, now also involving the shots. And people want individual liberty in this country. There was a, I heard a report today that San Francisco was going to start um, demanding a passport, a vax passport for five-year-olds. I couldn't verify that. I heard that actually on um, the dudes that replaced Rush. What are their names? Dude, do you remember? I don't remember. I don't listen to them. They're not Rush, so. <laughs> They're not Rush. I don't listen to them that much. So I Googled it immediately when I heard it. I couldn't verify it. Um, we do know. Um, that under the, quote, Emergency Use Authorization Act, they are now, including here at Rady's Children's Hospital, beginning to inject 5 to 11-year-olds with these shots. Did you guys know, you parents out there, I'm not trying to shame you. I, I talked earlier about parental you know, rights, and that issue with CRT is about individual liberty. As a parent, you have the authority over your children. The government needs to stay out of, out of your personal life. But parents, please listen to me. Did you know 
that under 500 children in the last year and a half have died, not even from COVID, but just somehow in association with COVID. Think about those numbers. We probably lose, we probably lose more kids than that a year in, in backyard drownings, right? That's infinitesimal of a number. Children don't get it and they don't give it. On top of it, the Lancet, which came out with a phony article in January or February of 2020, lying and saying that they had done a study that um, that hydroxychloroquine had been tried and didn't work. That's how left the, this, this outfit is, uh, this publishing outfit. They came out with a study the other day and said that these shots do not stop you from spreading the COVID. They're not a vaccine. So you've got children, 5 to 11 years old, 5 up, that don't get it and they don't give it. The shots don't work anyway. These are being put out under the Emergency Use Authorization Act, which means that they're on trial. They're using your kids as a guinea pig. I beg of you to not inject your children with with this. They have not been tested, and they're already admitting it doesn't work. How do you know that they, they that it don't work? That it doesn't work in there? That it don't work? Who <laughs> I did get a degree from LSU. The CDC has changed its definition of a vaccine because they're not vaccines. Here's what the definition used to be: a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease, protecting the person from that disease. Right. And you never have to worry about ever getting it. Right. I didn't have to suffer no breakthrough uh, breakthrough case of smallpox. I didn't have no breakthrough case of polio, right? It didn't happen. Now the definition reads, a preparation, like what preparation H, a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. So, so what does that do? That does, that, that, oh my what God, diseases? That's... What diseases? Not COVID. Right. This uh, this is supposed to be they they told you that you couldn't take hydroxychloroquine. You couldn't take ivermectin. You couldn't take a pack, You couldn't take anything because it was experimental. You had to sit at home. You weren't allowed to go to work. Couldn't weren't allowed to do anything. The only thing that the only thing that was going to get you back to normal was these vaccines. And these vaccines were going to have a 97 percent efficacy, which is still less than your own natural immunity. Even, but it's not even, even close to that. Even prior to getting COVID. Now. They're so ineffective. They're so worthless. They've got to change the definition of a vaccine. We've got Yale University came out with a study last week that said your natural immunity is far better than the unnatural immunity they're trying to give you with these shots that don't work, which is why you got to continue to get boosters. And not only do they not work, but there are serious side effects, if not deaths. You do not know what the long-term effects are going to be in your five-year-old. You're going to let your five-year-old, but I guess the very people that would would do that are the same people probably who don't have a problem with uh, putting their children on puberty blockers using hormones that are off-label and not designed for little kids. And now they want to start researching it in six-month-olds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gave me that. I, 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 hadn't even I saw had that. My mouth to, just hung open. I know. I hadn't even had a chance to, to research this article you gave me. But you got to think about six months. Clinical trials on six months old. This is Joseph Mangala level experimentation on human beings. There is zero justification for this. 
But why wouldn't it be six months when they're forcing, trying to, trying to force pregnant women to get it? How many times I got to say pregnant women are told they're not supposed to eat tuna fish. They're not supposed to drink a cup of coffee, but you're going to tell them that they'll lose their job if they're pregnant. They can't go into a restaurant. Andrea, I just think they're going through the motions. I think they've already known that they want to inject each and every human on this planet. Well, of course. It doesn't matter. One of the biggest lies that they told from the beginning was that everybody had an equal chance of getting it and an equal chance of dying from it. And that was all to set the stage for you to comply and come under the thumb and to submit to the U.S. government. This is about replacement of God with state. And once they've got you Worshipping the state, worshipping Fauci, putting all your trust and your hope and for your entire lives in the U.S. government under this, then they've got you for everything. Actually, they had you with the mask because when we all submitted to the mask, when, when Fauci had already said they don't work, they already had us, right? I'm still seeing people by themselves outside with masks on. I see that all the time. and It's just it's infuriating. What's that old saying that it's easier to con people than to convince them that they've been conned? This has been such a con job on the American people. Let me tell you, the virus is real. Okay. I've never said the virus. Certainly it is. I've never said the virus wasn't real. What I've pushed for is treatment of sick people. Right? We've had treatments all along. These are treatments. You weren't allowed to take the chance. You weren't allowed under emergency use authorization to take drugs that have been long used, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and z and budesonide. You weren't allowed to take those. You had to sit at home till you were so sick you had to go into the hospital, and then they shoved you on a vent. We, we, I have been about treating sick people, not letting people sit at home and suffer until their lungs have filled up and they're in the hospital, and then they're shoved on a vent and die. And that's what's happened. But back to the children. This is so much um, parallels to, I mean, to use children in a variety of different ways to push totalitarianism and authoritarianism, and it's on blatant, on full display. That's one of the things that did win yesterday. It wasn't just about CRT. It wasn't just about a mask. It it wasn't just about um, the LBGT stuff that was going on. This is about the use of children. And Bob, Bob and I talk about this all the time in our education. All segment. the time. Right. We've said years ago that this was the battleground. This is where they're churning out socialists for the state, right? This is, this is, this is how they're um, producing the next generation's red guard, right? This is how they're changing our culture from one that believed in Judeo-Christian principles and values, one of which that now, um, you, know, um, you know, it's one thing, thing to— um, and I'm, I'm up to close to a break, but we've gone from well, what we see playing out in our schools and this whole transgender stuff is we've gone from years ago. It was about tolerance for LBG, you know, it, what was the initials initially? Because they initially oh, didn't have T on it, right? See, the, I'm, I'm confused on the hop. But um, the, first, it was about tolerance. Then it, then it, and, and we talked about this with Andy Biggs. It never stops. They're always doubling down and, and trying to move and trying to move the goalposts further, right? So it starts with you just need to tolerate my beliefs and where I'm coming from, whatever it is, same sex marriage or whatever. Um, then it becomes well, you got to validate me. If you don't, if you don't agree with me, if you don't agree with my particular opinion and my my agenda here and my belief system, then something's wrong with you. Then you need to share and practice their beliefs. Yeah, now we're into the participation phase, 
where everybody's forced you you are now forced to participate in it and the participation has escalated it went from from sing, uh, uh, it, uh, targeting Christian bakeries to try to force them to participate in weddings by trying to make them bake a cake. They didn't do that to Muslim bakeries. Now it's forced participation in recruiting children into transgenderism. And what's even sickening is, and that's just one of the areas in which they're, they're destroying children to push their Marxist agenda. Um, The AMA is on board with this. The AMA is pushing that uh, all these gender stuff. Um, We've, we've got, um, We've got Rady's Hospital injecting five-year-olds. The doctors that are going along with this, and our we 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 have systemic medicine now. We don't have, we don't have doctor-patient relationships anymore. We don't have we don't have the Hippocratic. You know, I was just going to say the they violate their oath. Yeah, they're violating their oath. They're, the uh, medical community has been completely politicized. You know, I saw this guy Tim Pool. I guess he's got a popular podcast. I'd never heard of him. He was trending. I guess he got COVID. And he tweeted out the list of drugs that he was given. And he was like, you know, do what your doctor says. And I'm like, well, you're lucky you've got a doctor that was willing to prescribe ivermectin. Because I know a lot of people that even if they were able to find a doctor to prescribe it, they couldn't find anybody, a pharmacy to fill it. So this mantra of, oh, just trust your doctor, go talk to your doctor. That's not, that's why people were going and getting, you know, um, some people around the country, not me, going to, you know, supply places and getting horse versions of ivermectin because they could, you know, they wanted to have something they could use to treat their, you know, disease. So to think that they're now going to be experimenting on six month olds, it just breaks my heart. It's disgusting. Yeah, it just absolutely breaks my heart. It's because they cannot have one area of our society that is not in compliance. None. This is about collectivism. And they're scared now because they're seeing us. They're seeing they're seeing the success of last night and the success of protesting. There's a national walkout today. And I looked up <clears throat> and saw, I guess, I think it was here locally, um, some people out protesting uh, against the forced vaccinations and this one gal covered in tats, purple hair, beautiful gal. Um, you know, you, you would think at first blush looking at somebody like that. Oh, that's going to be a Biden voter, right? That's somebody who's going to be on board with this. No, the takeaway from last night on this, on all these areas, cultural Marxist areas and all these areas that involve individual liberty. This is something that's, that is nonpartisan for a lot of people. Well, and, and Biden said, and, and this, and I don't agree with it. He it was remarked that it was the number of very conservative folks who turned out in districts that got the, um, that Yunkin elected. And that's not the case. People are just fed up. Right. They're fed up. Look, look, there's, a, you know, the, the, the assumption that every Democrat voter out there, and particularly women, de- Democrats think they own women. I can't tell you how many times Democrats have, uh, that I've talked to over the years are shocked at, at, that, you know, I'm, I'm a conservative woman because as, as a woman, I'm supposed to be a Democrat, right? Um, the the assumption that all Democrat, you know, women and Democrat voters are going to be okay with pornography being taught to their children in schools with images, as we've seen at school boards, uh, with grown men having sex with young boys, to, to think that they've got that automatically, that, you know, that I think they're shocked that um, their far left agenda has not completely taken root. So it will be interesting to see how they respond um, I don't know if you saw any last night when you got home, any of the uh, liberal media and their reaction. Oh, I heard they lost their minds. Oh, they did. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. And 888-344-1170 if you want to call in. Oh, oh, oh. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Uh, update on a couple of uh, items, stories. Yeah, we're going to continue to be looking at this story with Alec Baldwin over there. You know, they, uh, I, I said early on that I thought that the sheriff, I didn't like some comments from the sheriff and the DA, that I thought they were going to be slow walking this investigation. Um, and that in the end, uh, some low level, you know, person on set was going to be hung for it. Um, the armorer, uh, Hannah Gutierrez, I think her name is, is saying that she loaded the gun with dummies and she's actually putting out the, the, uh, question of, um, was somebody trying to, uh, create some controversy or stir up something on the set by loading it, you know, the gun with a live round. So she's kind of pushing out some conspiracy there. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. The bottom line is, um, you know, ultimately for for negligence and negligent homicide, um, you don't we don't really need all of these all these details, right? I mean, negligence just means negligence. You know, be, what it, what concerns me here is all this hand wringing and this twisting into a pretzel to try to find intent, right? I think he's getting off. Right. Uh, you know, this is, yeah, because that's the same thing that they did with Hillary Clinton, right? Well, she didn't have any intent. Well, it's not about intent. That's why it's called negligence, right? A negligent homicide. So I'm not liking where this investigation is going. I could be wrong. Um, I was going to have some laughs at the expense of the libs and the media last night, like like uh, Brian uh, Williams. But Frank's on the phone. He wants to talk about Virginia. So I'll talk to my buddy, Frank. Hello, my dear. Hey, how are you doing, Andrea? Glad I'm, you're back. Thank you. Um, I just had to say that the strength of this country I totally believe relies on our mothers and those women out there. And they really turned around and said no Mm -hmm. to Virginia. And I think this country needs them to stand up and say no to this new agenda, these abortions and everything else that the left is trying to do. And they stood up last night. They did. And I'm glad you brought that up because I had been saying for the last year and a half, where are the mama bears pushing back against these mask mandates? And um, for a while, I had been asking for it when it was clear what was going on in these schools. And man, boy, did they show up and they showed up big. And we see activism on the rise. I mean, this is what's so exciting to me, Frank, because, you know, I've been saying for a while, you know, Democrats are active. They're out in the streets. They're organizing. They're volunteering. And we conservatives tend to, if we do show up, our only activism is at the polls to vote. People have been hitting the streets, protesting, taking time out of their days, their nights, away from their families, going to these school boards, pushing back, taking – we saw today National Walkout Day. We're seeing people walk off their jobs. This, in, in particularly in specific to Virginia, but across the country, we're seeing activism. And not just right. that, Frank, but good results uh, on the back end of it. And so I, I don't think that we would have had the success we had across the country, but for the courage that those moms showed, which energized and motivated other people to do what they've done. So well, I, I think the thing that really, really I'm embarrassed about is the men of this country, our congressmen, our senators, most governors will not stand up for us. And in this election, I'll guarantee you that. 90% of the women stood up 
because they were tired of their children being taken away from them by this government and and just they're destroying their their bodies and just taking away their will to win let's say and those mothers stood up well they did thank you for calling in frank and you know and we and we we're benefiting from their standing up for us and so are their children and so is the country let's be energized let's join those mama bears and let's continue to fight see you tomorrow night 6 p.m pacific time peace out Come on.